Are you ready to learn what red flags keep an eye out for when looking for love? Then we got you covered. I'm Brianna. And I'm Alex. And this is the podcast where we unpack reality TV and call out the bullshit. So that you show up confidently while dating and in relationships. Welcome to Ditch the the Script. Oh, we're past our time. Hi. We're past our time. That's the hey. balloon, right? Oh, girl. Okay, first of all, let me I'm gonna catch everyone up. So okay. my birthday was on Friday, September. Happy 30th. birthday, Brie! Thank you. I'm 31. Um she be 31. And I feel, I, you guys, I, I have to acknowledge like being in the 30s. Don't believe what they tell you. It's fucking great over here. It it's great. I I want to have a conversation with you about this because you are also okay. now 30. You're in your 30s. I am. Yeah. Everything that they tell you about your 20s being the best time of your life, it's fucking bullshit. It's I bullshit. completely agree. I, I think it's the one of the most challenging times of your life. And I think 100%. the 30s are fucking great. So great. Far. <laughs> I, I have only enjoyed myself and my life it, much more in my 30s. Way more. Yeah, I feel like it's because you know who you are, at least for me, like speaking from personal experience, my 20s were like an amalgamation, if that's even the right word to use, of yep. me chasing men who weren't good for me and me being stuck in a victim mindset, me like not knowing what trauma was or what trauma responses were, subjecting myself to abuse of all kinds, like that was my 20s. Yeah. So now like end of twenties into thirties, it's like, okay, I know what my needs are. I don't care about being, you know, feeling selfish for meeting my needs first. Cause that's just not the vibe. Um, and so many other things. So it's like me being like in this day and age, it feels so good because I'm living from a place of like authenticity and port, like filling my cup up. So yeah. what about you? Oh, I feel the same way. I, I feel like, and I, I love how you described all of that because I think that that is such a good nutshell uh, depiction of what, what the last 10 years of your life had been like. It was, oh. if I could assign a word, tumultuous. It is right, tumultuous. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, it was just like, imagine being in a touch tunnel and everything's dark. And you're just feeling around for like where the exit is. Also a great visual though. You're <laughs> yeah. like in a fun house where you're like, this isn't fun. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> like, do I get out? Actually, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think a lot of my 20s was like, I, I spent most of my 20s single. Um, and a lot of my 20s was like, you know, people being like, this is like, 20s are so fun. You're supposed to be having so much fun. And I'm like on the ride being like, am I like wiping away tears? Like, am I having fun yet? <laughs> Um, that's such a relatable yeah. thing for me because like yeah. there's certain roller coasters with certain drops where I will get teary eyed and that's like, I'm like hooked in and I'm like, wait, okay, but this is fun. Cause then I'm like, oh, but then my <laughs> eyes are like crying. No, no. What I think that I, I think that what I expected my twenties to be like was to ha- like meet the love of my life and to like yeah, you know. build a family. Right. All, and, and again, those are things that felt really those were messages that were uh, sold to me through movies and television, tele- like stuff that I loved and crave watching. But also like yeah. my, my, my parents, my parents met really young. Um, they, they had a family in their like mid to late 20s. And it just felt like, oh, it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. But what I have instead, what I used that time to do instead, I, there was a fair amount of dating, um, love, heartbreak, 
the whole nine, which I feel really grateful for. Yeah. Um, but what I, what I developed and fostered in my twenties was actually like the strongest friendships ever, mostly with other women. Like my, I feel so lucky for our friendship. I feel so lucky for all of the other close friendships that I have really spent all of this time nurturing. They have taught me how to be a better person, how to be a better friend, which actually in turn has taught me, um, how to be a better partner. And I am so grateful because I feel really, I feel really lucky because I think that friendships, we talk about this a lot, but I think that friendships do struggle even at this stage. Like people are struggling with being vulnerable with their friends and feeling like you can Mm. really trust each other. And I don't have that fear. And I am realizing how lucky I am for that. Yeah. That's amazing. Like how yeah. like all of us that are friends with you can absolutely say we love you so much and you're such a special mm. human. So I just want you to know that, um, Thank times you. a million and like, don't get sick of hearing it. Cause we'll all keep telling you, Thanks. um, but yeah, so sweet. I, I'm so, 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 so happy that you're just surrounded by a bunch of people that love you and have yeah. your back and, yeah. you know, vice versa. Like, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of, um, speaking of great friends, Alex sent me this incredible, like fun, um, birthday package. And I just want to, I want, for those of you that don't like watch the YouTube, I'm going to have to describe it with my words, but it came with like a bunch of really fun stuff, which I know this about myself. I love packages that have like a bunch of little shit in it. Like I love going to tapas. Like I love being able to eat a bunch of food and just be uh, fixated on one thing. Um, so I want to describe what I have now. Two things are already in my fridge slash eaten, which is toffee (laughs) and a chocolate bar. Those are in my fridge. They are cold. We love that. I have a balloon that says bring on the happy. So first of all, cause I, I know, I know that this came from like a really like fun, like party package website. Did you pick all of these items or was it like, uh, like pick the happy package? Yeah. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I got to pick all the items. So everything in there was picked with care. Um, <laughs> and beautiful. what's actually what's really cool about this company. So the name of the company is called Confetti Post. And a part of all yes. their sales go to sending these packages to other people, children, adults who might not have families to celebrate with. So it's, yeah, so it was like such a cool dual experience for me because obviously I was, I needed to get you something and I didn't. Full transparency, I was like, I want to do something fun, but I didn't know what that looked like. And then I stumbled upon this awesome site. So it felt really good to do both, like treat yeah. you and be able to give back in some way. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for for plugging them. Their uh, information is theconfettipost.com. And if you have people in your life like me who like are easily excitable and like love all of this like little stuff um, and love the idea of like looking at a new thing, it's really good for our ADHD. Um, you should definitely get this for them. So, um, I have a pin, a pizza slice with hearts on it. And I particularly like the card because it says slice, slice, baby. Um, I have a magnet that says you are radiant. That's going to go on my fridge. Um, a beautiful little note, which is private. And I'm going to keep that for me. This (laughs) I think is really cool. And I wanted to ask you about this, but it's a microwavable popcorn on the cob. So it's, corn on the cob but you put it in a bag and you microwave it and it does it turn into popcorn but it's on yeah do you what <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. What an I invention. Had to, I had to look it up. I was like, this looks really cool. And I think she'd really appreciate the coolness of this. But I also didn't know. So once I learned what it was, I was like, oh, yeah, she's getting this. Because I've dope. never seen anything like Like, what like a fun thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. Um, okay. Here's, here are the parts that I am obsessed with. Um, so there's this like cute little notebook and it's called another bucket list in the books, which yeah. is really cute and really appropriate for like this time of my life in my thirties where, you know, you feel like, or at least I, I can only speak for myself. Like I, I feel like I haven't accomplished a whole lot. I've definitely accomplished some things and I never really look to the future to like, uh, I never really looked to the future to be like, what do I want to do in my life? And I used to think that that was just fine. But I realized that while that's not a natural sight for me, it's important to actually put some energy towards. So that's coming to me at a good time. Um, I think this there's is, also, just so that you yeah. know, I think in there, there's like, because, um, okay, BT dubs, Bree's about to go out of the country. There's also like... Yeah. Uh, I think there's a bucket list Italy to do item. So like <gasps> you can go in there and check it off. Shut the front door. <laughs> That's really cool. Okay. I'm really You'll excited about that. You'll have to explore it later. Yeah. This is a, um, it says good morning, beautiful. It's a little spritz and it's got like an energizing blend of essential oils. And I did spray it in my mom's face and she Yay! liked it. <laughs> Great. Um, there's a confetti post, you know, birthday birthday card here this i love there's like a you got this little notepad i love i just wiped a booger on a different notepad so these can be <laughs> notepads or they can be napkins and a very pinch yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay this is really exciting this also feels like coming it's like directly from your heart to mine which is the eucalyptus and chamomile um like bought like uh, bathing milk it's like a powder, yeah. but it creams into like a bath milk. So that sounds luxurious and delicious. Hell yeah. Get yourself. Don't drink it though. Don't drink Don't it. Don't drink it. Don't drink okay. it. Okay. There's one other thing, and I, I purposely did not send you a video of this, but what came in here also is a little like confetti pop, it, which as it should have, because it is the confettipost.com um, box. But so I brought it to dinner and we didn't do it inside. Yay. Like, I would I would never do that to an establishment that didn't ask for a, con a confetti to clean up. But um, we did it in the parking lot and I had my mom like take a slow-mo video of it. But yes. unfortunately, I think this was my fault. I didn't put enough like power into the push. And so it, it in this like slow-mo, very anticlimactic, like I'll put it, I'll post it to our Instagram when this episode releases, but um, very anticlimactic, like <laughs> How funny hey, is that? It was, it's, you know, all good. That's hilarious, though. <laughs> it was really funny. It brought us all a lot of joy, so I'm That's grateful. Good. That's the point Thank of the for confetti this. popper anyway. Yeah. This was such an, such an incredible gift. I definitely recommend people use this for... Uh, people in their lives, if if they if they thought that this was fun, and maybe make them open it up for you on Facetime so that they can, yes. you can hear all of their joy. I thought the balloon was gonna come filled up though. <laughs> <laughs> no, you not didn't. in a packet. Oh. I really did. I thought it was gonna come filled up, like attached to the packet. I'll fill it up for you, girl. <laughs> no. <it's not> <laughs> 
Jesus, you're so funny. Oh my God. I'm so glad you had a wonderful birthday despite Thank the hurricane you. vibes. Yeah. Oh, she's blowing this up. The hurricane did cancel. The hurricane did cancel all of my plans. I know. So Bree had a lot of her besties flying in um, from, I'm assuming Boston, but probably other areas to go to a concert. No, pretty, pretty much, pretty much oh. Boston. And um, then this hurricane canceled all that, those plans. So she got creative though and still celebrated. Yeah, we were lucky that my area didn't get uh, hit from the hurricane as 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 bad as it did in areas like Fort Pierce. So I'm really, really lucky. I'm glad that all of my friends are safe. I'm glad that my family's safe. Um, It did make me think, uh, I I spent really good time with my family and like, that was really incredible that it, I didn't feel like the loss, even though I missed having the people that were supposed to be here. But what I was thinking about when I was having coffee with my mom yesterday morning was just sort of like things in life right now. I have this privilege of things feeling really simple. Like I don't have any children, my parents, they're in good health. And really like my world is kind of that small lately. And I'm just sort of reveling in the fact that this is going to be temporary. You know, things are going to get complicated one way or another. And and that complication can be beautiful. Um, Like thinking about expanding a family, for instance, like if you bring more people into your world or you bring more family or you have children or you don't, whatever the case is, that can be really beautiful and it's messy, Yeah, you know? So I'm just sort of taking, I'm taking a moment to just look around the room and be like, things are peaceful and I, and it won't be like this forever. So I just want to enjoy it. And that's how I feel. Yeah. Love that. Thank you for sharing that with us. I think that's such a good, like looking at life, we have so many lenses with which we can look at life and we can choose to look at it through a shitty lens or a grateful glass half full lens. And Life is going to always throw its curveballs, so we might as well sit in the happier mindset. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, why? Yeah. So thanks for sharing that with us, because I think that that's something that a lot of people can probably re- relate to when birthday plans don't go their way or any kind of plans don't go their way. Any plans. You know? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like this balloon says, bring on the happy. <laughs> She's bringing it. Just bring it. Bring it on the happy. Sponsored by our very own Alex. <laughs> So I like to spread happiness and joy as much as I can. You do in my life. So thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. So BIP, BIP bachelor in paradise. It's happening. This first episode was already crazy. Um, and left me on the edge of my seat because I can, now I can't (laughs) wait to see what happened next week. Um, but man, oh man, like Things are getting cray. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they've been so there for all, less than 24 hours. <laughs> 100%. There are so many people here. We can't possibly name everyone. I was curious from your perspective because there are a lot of people on here from more recent seasons I that know. you haven't seen in a while. But did you know the the like older seasoned BIP oh, yeah. alumni. Oh. When Lace came on, I was like, God, the, I'm so, so it was really funny when we'll talk more about this, but yes, all of the older, older bachelor people, 100% yeah. I know. And then everyone from Clayton season, I'm still getting to know those girls. Cause like, 
I tried yeah. to watch Clayton's season, but Hulu, Hulu said no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I only got to see the second half of um, Gabby and Rachel's season, but that guy that, like, I literally just watched go home is there. What's his name? Logan. With the hair. Logan. Lo- Logan. No, Logan. And then there's the other one that had a... Oh, um, Jacob. With the yes. with the bun? With the man bun? No, he's great, too. He's Tarzan, right? Oh, with the ha- with the hair, with the Johnny. blonde slicked back hair, sure. Johnny, oh Johnny. no, 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 blonde slicked slicked back hair that came on naked with a leaf. No, that's Tarzan and Jacob. Okay. Anyway, talking... I'll show you a photo. I'm gonna pull it up. I'm gonna show Brianna yeah. a, photo, a photo so she can like help me figure yeah, out I wanna everybody's help you. names. I want to help. Yeah, I want to help but, you. But let me just tell you, um, seeing some of these characters, oh, Jax wants to say hi. Hi, Jax. Look at that guy. Um, Anyway, so uh, Bree's going to help me learn everyone's name because I'm behind the eight ball on that. So Bachelor in Paradise, good old Google search. (laughs) Good old Google search. Um, This guy, wait for it, wait for it. Justin. No, that's not. It's not Justin. No. Justin's from Katie's season. Yeah, Justin's from Katie's season. I'm going to, oh, man, watch this guy not have any photos on any of these articles because he's like, <laughs> he's not popular enough to have a thing. And I put popular Blonde enough Blonde guy with slicked back hair. Yeah, hold on. Um, oh, my phone froze because I'm trying to. Oh, God. doesn't she know? That this is the time that we need her. Okay, wait, it's working again. Um, okay, but in the meantime, if you want to set us up. Okay. Well, we can't possibly talk about each and every single individual. No. But I think what we will discuss is the primary connections and the primary drama yes. that has arisen from that yes. episode one. You know? Yes. Um, 100%. Uh, top to bottom. Hmm. <laughs> Speaking this guy, yes, Johnny. Okay, okay. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Right. Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that he guy. he was on he was on Rachel and Gabby season. He was like top four for Gabby. Yes. Uh, he went home because he was like, yeah, I'm not ready to get engaged. And thank God they didn't get engaged because he wasted no time getting on the island. No, he was there. He was like, yeah. I, in yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. Now, despite <laughs> his opening credit rap. Um, and how mad that did make me, I am not mad at Johnny being there. And Johnny doesn't seem like a bad guy. He seems like a flirt forward type of dude, but not in a super yeah. cringy way. Again, despite yeah. the, despite the rap, the rap was despite bad. the rap. We're going to give grace. We're going to give grace. We're giving um, grace. Okay. So how do we want to do this? Do we just want to run down? Do we want to touch on certain people that we like so far? Mm. What flavor are we feeling? Mm. Let's talk about, let's talk about people that we like. Okay. I love Justin and Mike. I'm so happy they're there. I also love Justin and Mike. Michael, they are both from Katie's season. Yeah. Mike, if, if people remember, he's the he's the single dad, and he's been coined Bachelor in Paradise season eight's zaddy of the yeah. season. He's a hot, and also he's so sweet. I really, if I was on that island, I would probably be making a beeline for him. Yeah, ditto. 
He's cool. Um, he's also like, I like how awkward it seemed like he was at the start of the episode. Because he, like, he is. Just gets on the beach. And yeah. I love that about him. <laughs> yeah. He was awkward and like everyone's sort of like coming down. And the intros are always really weird. Um, and you can tell he's sort of like hanging back and he feels like he's out of his element. But once people sort of got adjusted, like man wasted no time. He was no. he was pulling women for chats left and right. But he was doing it in this like respectful like hey, I just want to have a private moment with you. Like, let's talk. Yeah. And he was a crowd fave with the women. Yeah, fave. he's great. He's great. Really yeah. stoked about Total him. gentleman. I think he's a really good example of like, now this is not a nice guy that you would want to try to be. If you are not this guy, do not try to be this guy. That would be no. inauthentic. He is just a gentleman, compassionate, kind dude. And so everything that he does is saturated in respect for others and 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 respect for himself and that's why he does so well it's not because he's like got really good game he's just no, a genuine authentic little gem yeah he's like so comfortable with himself and i think that's what i love about him so much um yeah. he does get wrapped up in some drama according to the previews um, which also I think are just misleading to begin with. So maybe he doesn't, they but are. there's definitely, there's definitely some shots where he's crying. So I'm interested to see what happens. Well, we also know that like, there's a lot of women that like him to start. I, we should touch just briefly on his connection with, um, her name is Sierra and she was from Caitlin, uh, sorry, Clayton season. Um, Michael and Sierra, you know, we don't see Michael actually have deep conversations with a lot of the other women. We do. We know that he connects with them. We know that they like him. Um, but he really gets a lot of FaceTime with Sierra as caught on by the cameras. And the cameras are obviously building a storyline as well. But yeah. I wanted to point out Michael and Sierra's connection because I found it to be quite different from the other early first day, first 24-hour um connecting conversations with some of the other people that were clearly attracted to one another. What felt different about theirs is Sierra was asking open-ended questions that were not just like, what are you looking for in life? Like she was taking an interest in Michael's situation. What's difficult about um, being a single dad. And he was answering really authentically, not no pressure from his side to give an answer that was either going to impress her or, or try to not scare her. So like he was just being himself and she was being herself and they had like a vulnerable, authentic moment. And I think that that for me felt more like an authentic connection than mm. some of these others that were just a little bit like, oh, I like you. I like you too. You or know? like not even the, oh, I like you. It's like we're in paradise, want to make out. Like I felt like a yes. lot of that happened. I felt like a yes. lot of that happened. Agreed. Um, okay. So Alex is going to be honest. I yes third person thing again that's but okay i like it okay it's it. part of our it's part of our uh, brand now it is <laughs> like i've mistakenly branded that for us anyway so for um for me yeah Bree's like i want to no part of that <laughs> i love you i love you okay um so anyway i missed i missed that i totally missed that conversation with michael and mm. sierra i don't know what mm -hmm. i was doing it happened it happened in the to. in their like p.m nighttime hangs oh so maybe my thumbs were tapping away about the kira yeah. situation and i missed yeah, it yeah and to be honest a lot happened a in a little bit of time 
Okay. I'll note to self. I need to go back to like pausing every time I take notes. Um, oh God, yeah, it's going to make it. it like a three and a half hour episode it, for you. But it has. It yeah. Is. In the past, that's <laughs> what it was. Like Married at First Sight was like that. It was like, man, it's a marathon. <laughs> there was so much to say in all of those scenes. We're not going to relive so it. I think bags. I have some trauma to process from it. <laughs> Low-key. Girl, the, the, anytime you mention Married at First Sight, I'm like, ah. Yeah, <laughs> what is that? What is that like chest clench that comes up when we talk about that You know what? Stuff? If I could just break the fourth wall for a second, you guys. Break we, it. Smash you and I, bitch. You and I went through so much trying to unpack that season that I really feel like we should have been paid. Like we should have been paid because we did a better job it, than the fucking professionals on the show. Exactly. And, and, and I feel like no one, uh, on the show listened to us. Like we, I needed, How dare they? I needed them to listen to us and no one's even together anymore. So it's just a fucking, it just, it was hard. Okay. We it went was a lot. <laughs> so painful so um anyway <laughs> bachelor in paradise and love island have been a lot more entertaining um so yeah. i digress what's that um, say what nothing <laughs> nothing yeah i'm i mean i'm leaving i'm leaving that darkness in the past so michael and sierra had a great combo now i don't know shanae i don't know Shanae. Yeah. I've, I, based off of what all of the women are saying about Shanae as she walks down the stairs to enter, um, I'm a little scared to see, because all of them are in agreement around how calculated and manipulative and, like, backstabby she can get. So I wanted to ask you what's, like, the tea, because you know her. Yeah. Okay. So clue me in. So here's another full transparency sponsored by DTS moment. Um, I okay. saw Clayton's season from the beginning up until... Uh, like uh, middle through Shanae's like drama, you know, drama peaks. So okay. I saw it building. So I know about how it builds, but I dropped off of Kate, Clayton. Wow. I really want to call him. Cl <laughs> I really want to call him Caitlin. <laughs> I dropped off Clayton seasons season well before like he got to the fantasy suites where he like told everyone he loved them and had sex with everyone. Great. So, um, but what I know is that Shanae had sort of coupled up with another identified villain, and I don't remember her name. She's not on BIP, so she's not relevant. But she was an incredibly toxic person. Like, her behavior was really pretty significant, I would say. And Shanae was just sort of, like, vibing off of this energy of, like, competition and, like, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to be... I hate uh, that vibe. To, to, to win. It was very, yeah. like, I'm going to do... I need and, the and I think, like... Yeah, and it just and then she sort of built a character caric caricature out of herself in that process where she was like, uh, you know, Shanae, you don't want Shanae to come out. And it's like, relax, little Shanae. white girl. You're like, it's fine. You're not scary. Um, this is where the part just, of me that calls myself in the third person wants to be like, I don't do it that way though. <laughs> like I feel Yeah, way. no. She's just she's just it became <laughs> it became like very it became very, uh, like hostile, but it seemed like hostile for the point of the show. You yeah. know, like, I think she was really playing up her character. She, a lot of women didn't like her behavior, obviously. Uh, she, she just spent a lot of, you know, on every bachelor bachelorette season, yeah. there's someone who's quite dramatic and they're always sort yeah. of blamed as the person who's just taking up a lot of time away from the 
identified bachelor or bachelorette to get to know the contestants and get to actually spend time with their dates, she was, she became that cause um, and that disruption. So yeah, I think that the girls sort of feel like, you know, we know that she's able to turn on the charm and be this version of herself um, for a while until it gets dicey and then her yeah. alter ego is going to come out and she's going to like fake threaten people. And, and so it was interesting to see how people like received her when she came down. Got you. Yeah. It was yeah. interesting. She very much was like Shanae 2.0, um, you know, like wanting, it, it seemed like a part of her wanted to start on like a clean slate but I didn't trust it either. And I can't tell if yeah. that's because of the way I perceived her or because of me hearing from the other women and then me not trusting her. You know what I mean? Mm, but yeah, she, I, it's definitely the character that she like entered as. Um, yeah. So then she goes and like, this is what I'm talking about. Like we're at Paradise, let's make out. Her and Jacob just suck face. For no, like for no reason. It was the most awkward thing. It was like, they looked at each other and they said something. And then all of a sudden it was just like, okay, let's make out. It was so awkward. Yeah. To me, it was very, it was very like juvenile. Like it didn't feel like adults trying to make a connection. It felt felt like like two kids on the playground being like, let's kiss by the water fountain. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I don't either... (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen with either of these two people, but they, as of what we're able to see right now, neither of their behaviors suggests that they are, they seem ready to actually find genuine connections in this place. And I get that the show is not just about finding connections, about entertainment and feeding off of like bachelor drama buzz. But like, I just, I just felt like if what you came here for is to actually meet someone y'all are not going to be able to get it this way until someone calls you out for it or tries to be like, Hey, I actually really like you. Can you stop fucking around and doing all that weird shit? Yeah, please. And thank you. Um, so, so there was another, uh, couple that was sort of giving me a similar vibe, uh, of like, Hey, we're on paradise. Let's make out. I felt kind of similar about, um, serene and Brandon, whom I like as a couple. Yes. I think I just like them because they look good together. They do look mm. really good together. They seem They're like, really cute. Like, I know Brandon because of the season that we watched him on. Yeah. And he, he had such a great shows. entrance. Like, he came down and just, like, did his little goofy dance. Like, it was cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, like, beelined it for her. Um, I don't know Serena as well. But tell me, like, She's what are from your Clayton's. thoughts? She's okay. from Clayton's. She, she made Final Four. Um, I think pretty sure she got to like fantasy suites, but she, uh, she, she, she was, she, she left, you know, at the fantasy suite week. Um, she is uh, like, based on what I know about her, she's a genuine girl. She's a teacher. Um, I, what I saw of her in this episode is, and she's like pretty well liked, what I saw of her in this episode is that she already wanted to meet Brandon. Like that was an important connection for her to make. But what was interesting to me was that she, once she had the opportunity to talk to him, she kind of fumbled the back in my opinion, like her flirting game was pretty weak and maybe that's just her. Maybe she's just awkward. There are also cameras, but I felt like he was trying to like connect with her 
and he's obviously attracted to her and she's clearly attracted to him but because it was hard for her to like give him much like they then all of a sudden i found that they just connected over the fact that they were attracted to each other i didn't find them actually working towards getting to know each other and yeah seeing what they were both about yeah we're gonna have to see if that gets better in time i feel i really would love to talk to someone on because clearly they know who's coming now they're not hiding the fact that they know who's coming whereas in previous bachelor in paradise seasons i feel like they try like they didn't talk about it so candidly but now like it was mm. always like i hope so and so comes down the stairs like that's how they said it but this season it's been like well you know he's coming it's just a matter of when and it's like whoa weird like yeah. And then also do they, cause Andrew, I think had a connect. I can't remember the gal he talked to, but Andrew said, I wanted to make Teddy. it like, okay. And he was like, I wanted to make it feel like we already knew each other. Cause she was like, I feel like I know you, even though I don't. And he was like, well, that's mm -hmm. kind of what I was going for. So I'm like, wait, so you all get the list of who's coming in the cast and you start DMing each other. Like, that's what I'm picking up. And I feel mm. like that's cheating. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I do think I agree in which I do think that they know they have an idea of who's going to be on the, on the Island. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't think that they were connecting of some of the connections that existed before the show started. I don't think that they knew that they were all going to be on paradise together. I think that they happened to be colliding with one another at these like bachelor type events, events. or mutual right. stuff that they all sort of like move in and out of and so i think that he knew of teddy and maybe had connected with her and was like then found out that she was going to be on the show and i think he was like excited gotcha. about that okay it seems the same if that feels the same way about um uh brandon and serene and though i feel like this is totally separate but romeo and jill obviously were connecting and talking we gotta talk about that romeo and oh, we're gonna talk about you know what let's leave that for a little because that's gonna be a whole thing that's a giant cup of tea yeah giant 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 so yeah it's interesting that some of them knew who each other was it's funny because they obviously don't know anyone from gabby and rachel season because it was airing while they were filming so they had truly no idea um yeah okay so we also have justin and genevieve oh i like them i like them too there's a moment that i wanted to talk to you about okay tell me i also like can i be very clear here although i do like them and like where they're headed so far i do still feel it was a little rushed like we're in paradise let's make out i agree like the two can coexist just because someone has a genuine connection and clicks with someone doesn't mean that the vibe isn't let's make out we're in paradise, right? So yeah. I just, I just want to say that it's not necessarily a good thing or a bad. Like in the case of Shanae and Tarzan, that's one thing that was so, like we said, juvenile. This case was less juvenile, but still a very similar, like rushed, like, why not? Let's suck face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about that in their context. Um, Let's go. Genevieve obviously was attracted to Justin. I understand. I'm attracted yeah. to Justin. He's, he's beautiful. Hot. Yeah. He's cute. And, and also his... like we got to his, yeah, his, his energy. Um, he's silly. He's goofy. I don't think that he's good at flirting. I don't think that he's no. great in dating spaces, 
No. But I think that he's one of those people that it, when when he's comfortable and you're comfortable with him, like y'all could probably have a great time and have yes. a lot of fun. He, um, she obviously was already really attracted to him. She like made, she didn't make it known, but she wanted to like connect with him. He was attracted to her. They start connecting. They spend a good amount of the day slash night together. And this is the important breakdown that I wanted to bring up. She is... You know, he says, obviously, I'm interested in you. And she was like, obviously. Yes, I wrote I, this down. I'm so glad. Yes. Okay, yeah. Great. Keep going. She's like, that wasn't that wasn't obvious to me. And while we didn't get to see, they must have cut a lot of her feeling, like her interviews out from the day after they met. Because they had a pretty, like, surface level conversation. They were literally talking about, like, croc gems. Yeah. Um, and he was confused. She was teaching him what a, what a normal Narl. is. And he was like, he was like, I love this. Unicorns like, of the sea. <laughs> yeah. He's like, they make sea unicorns. Like so cute. So, so, so cute. So but I think cute. that she was disappointed after that conversation. We didn't know this as an audience. We didn't know that she was disappointed that they didn't really like connect in a really romantic way. Basically, she didn't know where she stood with him. She didn't know if that was like a good connection or if he liked her or whatever. So then he says, obviously, I'm interested in you. She's like, obviously, like, I don't know that. And yeah. then he says something about, well, actions speak louder than words. And what she tries to communicate with him is like, yes, exactly. Your actions have done nothing to, to communicate that you are actually interested in me. And then he goes in for the makeout. Yeah. Hey, I don't like it. Uh, so here's what I put. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like how she was trying to flirt. These are my exact notes. By being like, quote, I'm surprised you're interested in me. And then she was about to say something about his actions, dot, 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 meaning now they suck face. And here's what I have to say about this. This is where I think shit goes wrong with a lot of people, not just Genevieve. Can we please get away from teaching kids if they're mean to you, they like you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah. we grow up and we think this version of flirting is pushing each other away, right? So mm. you could tell that in her in her conversation with him in this moment, she's trying to flirt by being like, oh, really? You're interested in me? Like, I would have never known mm. that because of your actions. Mm. Like, she was trying to be, like, coy about it. And it's like, yeah. if you genuinely feel that way, use, like, oh, I that catches me off guard because I was kind of curious. I couldn't tell after our last, but thank you so much for sharing that with me. But, like, that's not... 90% of the time how people on these shows communicate because that's so again vulnerable so we di yeah. like divert into this like teasing like let's poke each other's buttons let's call each other out in this playful way but it really doesn't like you said like it doesn't develop emotional intimacy or safety with one another yeah so yeah that's like what I got from that whole thing is like I understood what she was trying to do but I felt like she did it in the worst way and it really like put Justin kind of in a shitty position in my mind, you know? And I think that they, I think that they both fumbled the bag. If I'm honest, yeah. I really think that they both screwed it up because I agree. Like, I think that while she, I'm sure that she was still in her feelings about, uh, feeling like their connection didn't really hit it off the way that she expected or wanted it to. Um, yeah. her flirting with him was very playground schoolyard vibes where it's like, 
you know, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, this, if you're trying to date this person, you're trying to like turn them on a little bit, like this is not the way to do it. Um, and on the, uh, on the other side of this conversation, uh, Justin didn't give her any sort of, he, he wasn't being forthright in showing interest either. He really was just being a dude, having a conversation, she has a right to do. He's a person. But yeah. if he's saying, ob if he's using the words, obviously I'm interested in you, it's not actually obvious. I, I don't and know that's that you're that's the conversation that needs to happen. Yeah. That. Right. Yeah. Right. Because, I, and I think that this is where some people, I've experienced this with some men, but I know that people struggle with this in general. People, when people say actions speak louder than words. And I think that sometimes people feel like actions can only be physical, like symbols of right. interest, like interest, which is in this case, I, of course I like you. I want to make out with you all of the time. Well, I don't know if that means that you like me. That means that you're like, you like my face. Maybe yeah. you're attracted to like what, what I look, this which skin duh, that I'm in. Of course. Yeah. You would <laughs> yeah, be. Duh. <laughs> but it's like, I, I, the way that I just said skin bag so casually, but I, I, I think though. that like, <laughs> like, I, I, like that is also not a, that's not an action. That's not a, that's not how you show up and you're like, I'm interested in someone. Like no. you could also like take someone's hand and like touch them, and, yeah. find them you know, whatever. Or it like early, consistently but... pull them for a chat, which, so my, so here's the deal. When he said that and she reacted, I was low key on his side a little bit. Cause I was like, well, in my mind, and I'm not gonna lie. I use the word obviously in my own thought process. I was like, well, clearly because he keeps pulling you for a chat. Like mm. if he didn't like you, he wouldn't be pulling you for a chat. True. Now, True. This is why, but this is what we're, we, what we really need to pinpoint here is it's a love language mismatch right? Yeah. Like if he feels that quality time, which is him pulling her for a chat is like, this is me showing you I'm interested, but mm. she's like, I need physical touch. Mm. It's already happening and it's been less than a day. So it's like, let's get more specific here. Cause like if Justin were to say, like, obviously, obviously I'm interested in you. And she's like, if she were to have responded and said, Oh wait, no, I'm really glad you shared that with me. Cause it wasn't obvious to me. Then Justin ideally would have responded and been like, oh, well, how can I make that obvious to you? Like, what's the best yeah. way for me to communicate to you that I like you, that I want to get to know you more? Ooh, right? that would have been a very cool conversation. It would have, because that's really what's happening here. It's not that he's not, because like, again, from my lens that I'm watching this and I'm like, of course he's interested because he is pulling, that is his action, is pulling you for the chat. Mm. If he wasn't interested mm -hmm. in you, he'd be talking to some other girl. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, you know, I think that when we feel these, our feelings are always valid. Genevieve is 100% valid in feeling like it's not yeah. obvious to her because her system yep. doesn't pick up or interpret things the same way that Justin's system does. So it's like, instead of being at this, you know, let me lecture you on how actions speak louder than words. Let me equip you with what actions I need from a partner to feel that you are interested in me. That's what yes. happened. Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm. I. I don't expect that the two of them have the skills. Again, based on what I've seen about both of them in right. both of their seasons, I don't know if they both have those skills to like bridge those gaps. Yet, 
I want they them can to. develop them. Yeah. Yeah, of course they do. can. Of course they can. I never had those yeah. skills. Girl, early 20s, mid 20s, Alex would be like, come again. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. 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 You and know? and me, mid 20s, me would just be pretending <laughs> and being like, yeah, of course. Of course I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course I knew that. Uh, I, haven't been, I haven't been spiring all day. Oh my God. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> duh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, you're, you're so, you're so right. I, I think that this is shows like these, even though they're silly and they're built for entertainment right. and similar to Love Island, the way that everyone shows up in these shows is so interesting because you really yeah. see them at these early stages where they haven't had to be held accountable for some of these dating right. accidents, these dating flaws where uh, the communication breakdowns that are just happening all over the place. Um, and I, I love to see how those skills develop and progress as the show um, yeah. comes to an end, because you're, if, if you want to make any of these relationships work, you, you got to fucking figure it out. Yeah, 100%. Okay, let's turn to something that I did not like, and I really want to call it out because I'm not okay with this. Yeah. Um. So Lace walks down the stairs and like, no one knows who she is. I obviously immediately am like, okay, this girl, like I, what I remembered from her, the last, cause I saw her on whoever's bachelor season she was on. And then she went to VIP and I just remember being like, this girl needs help. Like she's a loss in her emotional sauce. And so yeah. she comes back. She says she does a lot of inner work. So I said, I'm no. interested to see if she's grown. Yeah. The answer by the end of the episode is that, but yeah. in this moment, I'm like open-minded to it. Right. And, um, this yeah. gal, this blonde girl, I don't know what her name is. Shanae. Probably Shanae. Oh, that, Shanae. no, no, it was the long blonde. It wasn't Shanae. It was the other one, but she was like, oh. she was mm -hmm. like, I'll look her up next. But she was like, um, six years, girl, you're done go away yeah. like you're no yeah why you shouldn't be that's, here that's Haley. Haley. i wasn't mm -hmm. a fan of that because let's be real here if it was a hot guy from six seasons ago she would be like give me come on come on down those fucking stairs homie so totally. it's like i'm not okay like women and then we wonder why it's i feel like a lot of women struggle to have female friendships and it is because society loves to pit us against each other and we are conditioned mm -hmm. to to sit in that energy play like, into that mm -hmm. yeah and so i don't like it on national television seeing other women put other women down it really bothers me and as subtle as yeah that may, i mean to me it's not subtle but i think to other people they'd be like oh yeah six seasons ago go away but it's like when you zoom out and you're like but she wouldn't say that about another man so she's purely saying it because this chick is female that is icky to me Liz yeah, deserves to be there just as much as Haley does yeah yeah, it's if threatening. She gets voted off. She gets voted off. But like, don't, that's not your place to be in that energy. So I just wanted yeah. to say like women, ladies, like check yourself too. Cause like I, we all just need to like, we need to spread the love. We need to have each other's backs. Like women, we, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of society telling us what boxes to be in. I'm tired of society telling us how we should be in relationships and friendships. And I'm tired of society mm -hmm. prioritizing women's sexuality to the point to where we, we're cutthroat with each other and we it's more natural mm. for us to tear each other down than lift each other up and i'm yeah. saying no to that no yeah i'm with you <laughs> no. i'm with you there would have been a 
uh, I, I think that lace is probably no stranger to some of that energy. I, I also want to hold her accountable and say, yes, like the energy that she shows up in is and every other environment afterwards it is like that. So I think as women who may be privy to seeing someone in their energy like that, try your best not to dig your claws in. Just hang yeah. back and be like, oh, that'll be really interesting to see how this works out for her. You know? Yeah. Don't engage. <laughs> like, Don't engage no. because Lace, Lace's, she, her own stuff is going to come up and it's going to make it complicated and messy for herself. And you don't need Which to be part exactly of Which is exactly what we see. So since we're on the Lace train, this is how it Please. starts off. All right. She claims she tries to talk to people, that she tried to talk to guys. I didn't see much of that. Um, and then she ends up self-isolating and going into one of the rooms on the top bunk. I guess she took a nap. And then everyone starts wondering, like, where's Lays? Why is she doing that? So Shanae goes to try and talk to her. And she's like, you know, well, you can talk to me. And Lace is so defensive. She's like, I tried to, but everyone just walks away. And I'm just tired of, like, following everyone around like a dog. And, like, it was just so, like, I'm the prettiest I've ever been. Why am I not being pursued? And it's like, girl, because of this. Because of yeah. this, you know, yeah, it's totally. not an attractive energy to be on edge. It's like, instead of being like that, you know, sure, it might feel like being a puppy dog. You need to be selective, maybe try and have one solid conversation with one person instead of being everyone's favorite person the moment you arrive on the island. Like, that's not realistic, you know? But I don't know pulling if that yourself... was ever going to happen for her. No, but like pulling herself away completely from the whole gang is definitely not going to solve the problem, mm -hmm. especially if you're mm -hmm. in that piss poor attitude. So it's like, go do something that you are going to love, that Lace is going to light Lace up, or go try and make that connection, or at least hang out and watch the other people make connections. And just be a part yeah. of the, you know, what's not like a peanut gallery. That's what I'm looking for. Because, you know, there's like a few girls that sit on a day bed and just like people watch and they're like, look, ooh, they're making out. Do that then for now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but self-isolating and then getting mad at people because you self-isolated is bullshit. Yeah. It's very, uh, victim. She's like sitting in her yeah. victim stance, 100. Uh, which is interesting because what she's saying is what I hear her saying is, um, I'm not interested in anyone. Everyone's super boring to me. Um, this season sucks. First of all, you've been there yeah. for like 10 hours. Five so minutes. Chill yeah. yeah. Um, she said, no one's even trying to come up to me. These guys are pussies, which I find <gasps> to be really interesting that she says that when it's like, you haven't tried. And she, she says, she goes like, I haven't really tried to talk to anyone anyway, but because they're not, that makes them pussies. It's like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, no. Like it, they are aware of your energy, and I literally wrote down piss poor attitude. Yeah, <laughs> the same there words we go. that you just used. Because that's listen. If you and I are getting the same like energy from, I mean, granted it's the same show, but like across the country from one another, yeah. and we both have the same experience, where we're like piss poor attitude. I can guarantee your ass that these dudes that are on this island IRL with you are feeling that. And they're like, I'm not going to put energy. There's so many beautiful yeah. women here that like, look like they're excited to be here. And you seem really upset. Here's the thing. You can, t you can make whatever cosmetic adjustments, enhancements to your face, to your body, but it will not 
fix your soul, your energy, mm. your spirit. You have mm. to fix that stuff inside. You want to do that? Be my fucking guest. It's not my life. I don't really give a shit. But yeah. to come on here, like she clearly has this philosophy of, I haven't found my person because I like never felt worthy enough. That's what I got from this, from this person in this one episode. What we saw. I, I haven't felt worthy enough. I like, I wanted, to, let me make myself look more beautiful on the outside. Um, I am the hottest that I have ever looked. I am the prettiest I have ever been. Okay. And people still don't want you. Sorry, babes. Yeah. Like this is you, this is the thing. Yeah. Go ahead. I just want to add nope, to this. That's like, it. If there, if this has been you and you've like, you're, you're in this day and age where you're like, I really, really, really want a relationship first. I, I hear you. I see you. I get that. There is nothing wrong with craving a relationship. And if it pangs you in your soul that you are single, this is something that you need to heal because there is nothing a relationship can bring you that you can't give yourself. I'm going to say that again. There's nothing a relationship can give to you, can bring to you that you can't give yourself. And I know that that might yep. be hard to hear right now. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. When we are on the hunt for a relationship and we want a healthy conscious relationship that lights our soul on fire, the first thing that needs to happen is we need to become the partner we want to attract. We need to become yeah. the partner we want to attract. If you are sitting alone in a bunk bed and you're like, Meh. No one wants to come talk to me. No one thinks I'm pretty. Doesn't anyone see how beautiful I am? Why are you talking to me yet? Right? Is that the type of partner that you want, Lace? Do you want a partner when when they don't look at you the right way or when you don't look at them the right way or when you don't talk to them when they want you to talk to them and that's how they're going to react? Do you want that? If the answer is no, then you got to change that within you first. Yeah. If the answer is yes, keep on going on because you'll attract that. But to each their own, like, you know, but I, I just want to say, like, we need to understand that we got to hold ourselves accountable and stepping into the type of, of being that we want our partner to also carry. And we cannot hold others to a higher standard than we hold ourselves. Like, it needs yeah. to be an energetic match. So that's that. Ooh, you said a lot there. I, I so agree. I think, I think she needs to do a lot more than just book her next cosmetic job. appointment yeah. yeah yeah she needs she, she was needs beautiful to... before like she was a gorgeous girl before mm. i just yeah. i feel for her i so feel for her it, yeah it, it's clear that she didn't feel that way about herself which is what breaks my heart and i think a lot of us struggle with this it's um a different different topic different podcast but like yeah i i think that's that's the thing is that you can make these changes you could show up on bachelor in paradise again but if these aren't the reasons why you're struggling to find your match you gotta adjust your fucking energy and you have to figure out what's blocking that energy from being better and i'm not talking toxic positivity i'm not saying like you need to do actually what she shifts into which is okay i'm just gonna be fake as fuck yeah. I'm going to be fake as fuck and just be this person and glob onto the next dude who will have me and lie to everyone and tell them if it's my birthday, whatever weird fucked up games that she just, she literally numbed herself out and went into a different persona and, and it was to just deflect and, yeah. and it was just sort of like, I, I just want to fuck around now. I'm not talking about 
shifting that energy in that way, because that's also incredibly toxic. And it will also, it'll also never bring you what you're looking for. Um, I mean, you have to figure out what are the barriers you have to figure out. Why do I feel this way? What makes me, what is, what has made this journey so difficult for me? Um, what do I not like about myself? What do these relationships, these heartbreaks, these challenges bring up that like my fears about myself, where does that come from? Babes, get you a therapist, a real good one. Yeah. Yes. A real good one. And then you will be, you will be, you will be beautiful because that will be coming from within you. Like you are already beautiful. Yeah. My first, before we even learned any of this stuff about her, my first notes about Lace, because I didn't know her, was that her energy, her body language was really closed off. Like even in her interviews, not just on the beach, but in her interviews, like her shoulders are, are, uh, turned inwards. Like she's really closed off. She's like a pretty tall woman. Like she's got height to her. Like she could have all of this like gorgeous fucking supermodel power energy, but she doesn't. And she's like turned a little bit inward. Her gaze is like downwards and away from any, any camera or person that she could make direct eye contact with. It's like down here. And so those were the first thing I noticed. I was like, yeah, no one's going to be attracted to that. And then we saw all of the other stuff. And I was like, oh. (laughs) So let's get back to what ends up spiraling. Because like, oh my God. This also, she's a great example of um, self-fulfilling prophecies. Like our own insecurities and trauma becoming. I say that all the time, but this is a great example. So basically what's happening, and this is what's always happening. When someone has a large defense mechanism like this, it's really the root issue is trauma. So first at some point, you know, she had some kind of trauma that left in her this defense wound of like, I need to isolate, I need to pull away from everyone because like this, it's this kind of ferocious energy of like, um, like mama bear energy, like she's protecting her inner child in this way of being like, get away from me and no one, yeah, yeah. no one thinks I'm worthy, yep. fuck you. Yep. Um, yep. So what ends up happening is, uh, that's Alex's parts work. <laughs> description okay so um then what ends up happening is Sinead comes in they have this really awkward like goes nowhere conversation and then she like says that it's her birthday and then everyone believes her and she's full-on lying about it eventually she admits to wells she's lying about it i'm not quite sure if she admits to anyone else she's lying about it um they all do birthday shots. She gets a birthday cake. And then she just like storms up to Logan and is like, it's my birthday. Come sing to me, basically. <laughs> it was the, mo- and yeah. it's like, whoa, like zero to a hundred, like also not the best yeah. way. Then they talk and he calls her loose, not lace, <laughs> loose. And he forgot her name. <laughs> she freaked out. She's like, I, but not fully. Like, come on, give him some grace. It's the first day he got one letter wrong. You haven't been around all day. Like, but she didn't. She like laughs in his face in like a disgusted way, not like in a haha, you're funny, that's not my name way. Yeah. It was covering her, her in that moment. Ooh, yeah, more mama bear comes out. And it's just like, girl, you gotta you gotta look at that part of you. You gotta make friends with yeah. that inner beast because one, it served yeah. your purpose for a long time. So you gotta just figure out what that was and then give it a new job description <laughs> for lack of a yeah. better way to put it. How do I wanna be when I feel this within me rise? Like, how can I change this part of myself in a good way? Not mm. change like it's mm-hmm. bad, but change as in growth. Like, what can I choose? Mm-hmm. To, how can I choose to show up right now? 
Um, yeah. Yeah, that was her spiral. And it, it was, was only bad. one episode. It was, uh, yeah, no, I think that there's going to be more from her unless she, I mean, she might not get a rose from anyone, so that might just be it for her quite quickly, but. I'm pretty um, sure that's what happened that, last BIP. That, oh, really? She, she like came and went real fast. Yeah, babes, because it's her energy. Yeah, it was like a week. I think she was on for like a week or two last time, but it was pretty quick. And she also just didn't get a rose. If I'm remembering ah, correctly. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah poor Lisa. What, what happened for her in that moment was definitely like, um, we all carry around these like core beliefs about ourselves that are usually yeah. quite negative. Like, I'm not worthy. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not memorable enough. Maybe one that mm. is difficult for her. I'm not special enough. So when Logan gets her name wrong, that hurt that we saw. I mean, of course, it sucks to like sit across from someone who like, fucked up your name when you literally just told them i just want to be straight with you um because i'm 31 now and this is important to do i'm 32 or whatever i am only interested in you and that's what i'm going to be putting my energy towards and he's like ha 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 okay loose and then <laughs> that those it moments so uh, <laughs> Our egos get really bruised when our core beliefs are reinforced in our reality it's like so now, objectively yeah objectively what we understand is that like he got her name wrong it's the first day um not a huge deal but he's like doing the best that he can and what what she's experiencing is here's another reminder of why everyone sucks here why i'm not special enough and mm. why this was like this is obviously the worst group this is like shitty and no one here is good enough and blah 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 you know it just sort of reinforces all of that and uh Poor Logan. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Logan. Yeah, so, seriously. Uh, it's some interesting stuff. I, I so, uh, selfishly, I sort of want her to stay because I want, I want someone to like intervene with her. Yeah. But I she's know. a tough cookie, man. She, she's tough a real cookie. tough one to crack. She's a real, yeah. I hope that, um, yeah, I hope that uh, I'm with you, but I don't think it's going to happen on this show. No, um, I'm going to send all the energetic about? vibes. We need to talk oh, about Romeo. We're going to we're going to yeah, we're going to talk about Romeo. But yes, we're sending her therapeutic healing, self love, like lace, aka loose. Take Loosen care of yourself, girl. Yeah. Oh my god, should we send her a confetti post? We should. <laughs> lace. Send us your email, girl. We, yeah. We've got a care package coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Romeo. Romeo, Romeo. Where for out? Where for out, Rome, though. Whatever Romeo. the words. <laughs> yeah. I think you got it right. Something. Bro. Can I tell you that I was so excited to see that he was coming, that he was like, Me on too. And then I was so disappointed about this first I'm situation. so disappointed. <sighs> I was like, I was in love with you on Katie's season. You he were. He crushed you it. Were. I was, and then what happened? What? It's like, it's like he got too many ladies in his DMs and it went to his head. I don't know. I mean, he finally like fixed it, it but he could have been, it could have been better. And I feel like old Romeo would have handled that so much better. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're like old Romeo versus new Romeo. This could just all, always have been like, maybe Romeo have. is all of these parts. 
Well, he is because all of those parts. I just all of I these have parts. this memory of him where he communicated so well, and I felt that it was like like his communication between Kira and Jill was like a plane landing that like hits it a couple times on the way down. Like totally. Know? But you want to know what's different about all of the like those two different versions and experiences of Romeo is that Romeo's ability to objectively notice and um call out what was going on and handle it like this absolute gem is none of that had anything to do with him mm -hmm. on katie's season it was like drama that was going True. around that he was like really clever and being able to like be a voice of reason for whereas this was focused in on him directly you know he this is what we understand he and jill must have been getting close. I don't exactly know what that means. They say okay. that they were friends. I doubt that two people who come from the same Bachelor Nation world uh, and are attracted to each other are just friends. They probably were like hooking up, casually dating, and like getting to know one another. Um, and what we also know is that Romeo made out with Kira at a club. Now, Kira's energy is Terrifying. kind of like <laughs> yeah Psycho yeah sorry tucker relax tucker yeah yeah literally <laughs> so i think i think that things got a little messy just from that before um they arrived on the show jill and romeo must have like fell flat and then they show up here. He's obviously interested in pursuing Jill. Jill's interested in pursuing him. Jill's like in her power, although I can also tell that she's like struggling with her own insecurities. That seems kind of clear too. Did you get that yeah. vibe? Yeah, I think she's, I think she's doing, I, I will say this from what, cause again, I don't know Jill at all other than what I saw from her in this first episode. And I think she is doing the best she can in a very uncomfortable conversation while also simultaneously trying to avoid conflict like the plague, um, which yeah. isn't sustainable. And she ends up having to finally confront the issue out of, I mean, again, Kira did not handle it well at all, but she, Jill did okay, but she finally had to deal with it. Whereas I feel that if Jill had been like, I'm uncomfortable, but if I initiate this, it would be more from Jill's energy. But unfortunately she had to go up to Kira's energy because that's who initiated the conversation. It was just like, meh. Yeah, I think what was tough for me, um, I feel bad for Jill because she's clearly just trying to like be present, connect yeah, with Romeo. Romeo, Ro Romeo w did seem quite clear. He was like, I want, I like, I want to talk to you. Like, I want to make this effort yeah. with you here. He wasn't really mentioning th anything about Kira, but I think that Jill not feeling so secure that Romeo was like really there for her. Obviously, also it's still day one. Um, when every time Kira interrupts them or she becomes another point of contention in their connection, uh, Jill is sort of looking to Romeo to be like, what are you going to do about this? And it's not that it's not his situation to deal with. It very much is. But it does feel like she's kind of testing him instead of taking mm. any sort of power or sense of control over the situation. Like, she she literally turns to him in one moment. It's the second time that uh, she describes Kira as marching towards them, which is exactly what she was doing. She like, does. She's sand. like, don't, 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 don't. It's like really fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I just and sang Darth Vader's theme song. 
And Jill, in sort of a nervous laughter, it turns to Romeo and it's like, okay, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about this? What should we do about this? And I'm, I, in that moment, I was just sort of like, Jill, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do, girl? Take, you know, take some, take a stance here if you'd like. But she just was like, oh, perfect. I was just leaving. She gets the fuck out of there. Romeo. Oh, Romeo. So passive. So, so passive. <laughs> That's my issue with him is I never would have, again, based off of Katie's season, he's been so chill. And I'm like, bro, come on. Too chill. This is, yeah. the, this is, this is what I think of when I think of someone being too chill, like, You'll just let whoever come up to you, even though you don't want to share space with this person. Yeah. Like you're not happy that she's here, but like, you're just trying to be polite. Like how long are we going to be polite for? Eventually the girl that you're seeing is eventually going to want to have you be like, Hey, I'm not trying to chill with you anymore. I want to talk to her. Yeah. He does do that, but it's so awkward. He, what yeah, does he and tell it takes her? him a while. He says, yeah. and, and oh, again, it's notes. still sort of like, he, he says something to the effect of, uh, I don't want our friendship, Kira, to yeah. interfere with the, me trying to pursue Jill. And that throws Kira, it seems that it throws Kira off, but I don't know if it really does throw her off. No, I think it's that that manipulation. is a. It was icky. Yes. Yeah, because Kira responds to that and she's like, well, you're in paradise. Like, you're allowed to be open to other relationships. Like, she's choosing to not hear him. He said, I don't want our friendship to interfere with what I'm pursuing with Jill. Now, to Romeo's, you know, detriment, he said to what I'm pursuing with Jill, he could have been like, you know, I don't want what our friendship to interfere with the relationship I'm pursuing with Jill. Like, he could have been more specific there, and then this rest of the conversation wouldn't have needed to happen. But Kira, having the selective hearing that she had in that moment, was like, well, you're in paradise, you're allowed, as if... Romeo's being forced to only focus on Jill, which is not what Jill is saying at all. Um, and then finally, Romeo asserts himself and is like, I would like you to let me pursue Jill in peace. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. And I was like, finally, finally. Yeah, finally. Um, yeah. The other thing that was really subtle, but I did not like, was when Kira first entered the beach and K Romeo and Jill were sitting there talking and Kira steals Jill's drink. Kira yeah. asks as she reaches for the drink, she's like, can I steal this drink and grabs it? And Romeo's like, yeah. And it's like, yeah. no, what? You could have been no. like, no, that's Jill's. Like, yeah. so, and I don't think it's malicious at all on Romeo's part. I think it's very passive. I think he gets overwhelmed with Kira's energy and is like, ah! like he fawns. He yeah. just fawns so he's hard. Afraid. He's, he's afraid of her and it's conflict yeah. avoidant. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, both him and Jill have to, like, if they're going to be in a relationship, someone needs to be like, okay, we have an issue. Let's talk about it. You yeah. know? Because both every of them time like that, to avoid it. Absolutely. Every time that Jill was on screen, I was really trying to, like, experience her without the without the music playing in to, like, help me feel, help like, me, like, me sway muted. how I'm supposed to feel. Yeah, I, I was sort of just trying to, because just, I mean, for the sake of our show, I wanted to be, like, if this scary music wasn't laid on top like, of her, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, how would I feel? Like, I was trying to really reach for more empathy for her mm, to be, mm -hmm. like, is she, is she really caught off guard? Uh, obviously, her ego is bruised. She was just rejected. Um, but as we discussed, rejection happens. It makes us feel how we feel. 
Um, but I was just trying to be like, is this a person who for all that she was aware of, like made out with this dude, saw him here, was excited, was friends with Jill, didn't know that they were really connecting. Like I was just trying and I think maybe the rest of her reactions, the rest of the night were sponsored by alcohol, but like she clearly (laughs) didn't respond well to this rejection and how it made her feel. And she turned into a much scarier version of herself that already than what already existed. And I was just like, ah, I wouldn't be able to sleep near her bunk. No, no, I would be (laughs) like, I'd be like, can I sleep in the bed with you, Romeo, to protect me? Like, yes, it would be scary. Um, she, so Kira immediately stomps back over to Jill, pulls her for a conversation and because Jill left and like went to go chat with the girls, but Kira immediately starts to go like, I didn't do anything to desert to desert. Wow. I didn't do anything to deserve this. What's your problem with me? And just starts like going at Jill. And then Kira starts to, um, say the first of all but they both start saying a bunch of you statements and i just was like just stop because it was like you this you that you this yeah it's like okay cool we're in a you battle this isn't gonna go anywhere um yeah (laughs) and then kira says and i really want to open the floor for this uncomfortable conversation but i want to know what your opinion is um Kira starts to say, I feel like I've been gaslit by you and Romeo. You kept telling me he was just a friend, which I don't recall hearing at all. And then Kira says, I feel disrespected by you. You've been slut shaming me. She starts saying all these things. I'm, first of all, I completely disagree. I have you, what's that movie where it's like lies, deception? Oh, Galaxy Quest. That's what was coming up for me. I was like, deception, lies, like, not true because I hadn't seen any yeah. of it. Now, granted, I also want to acknowledge, like, it's an edited show. I don't foresee Jill being that type of person. She goes and tells the girls, like she said, I was slut shaming her. The other girls were shocked by that. So I feel like I can, with about 80% confidence, say that that wasn't happening. But a yeah. lot of, yeah. like, accusing was happening. My question that I want to understand your opinion is when someone mm. comes to us and is saying these things, they're like, I feel like you've gaslit me without wanting to gaslight them. How do we say, and I'm, if I'm answering my own question, a part of me is like, we validate that and then express, explain ourselves. I don't know. But like, how do how do we handle that? If someone's like, I feel like you're gaslighting me and you you're Jill. And you're like, I have no intention of that. That's not my goal. That's not who yeah. I am. But you don't want to be like, no, I'm not. Cause that's completely yeah. their experience. It's yeah. like yeah. my, my practitioner brain goes to, you say like, I understand that you feel I've been gaslighting you. I'm sorry if I've made you feel that way. And at the same time, I've very, me and Romeo have been on the same page. Like, how do you, how do you hand, how do you navigate that? It's a really good question. I think for, for me, and this is just per, in my personal experience, I feel like I would need, I would have to ask them to be like, I, I want to understand that better. So can you explain yeah. why you feel that way? Yeah. You know, That's I, what I, 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 yeah. Like if, if you feel gaslit, I'm, I must be missing information. Please like help me understand where this, where this is. Cause if it's truly yeah. a manipulative tactic, and I do think that people are pulling, uh, the word gaslight and narcissist and oh just like gosh. throwing yes. it around, throwing it around. And, and honestly, people are and trauma. People are throwing it around and then using it to put themselves in a victim stance 
and and elicit uh, people's you know sympathy and empathy for them uh, instead of and it's and it's sort of directing the attention away from what problems sort of really transpired. Yeah. It turns the story into something else that becomes too messy to even really be able to see what is true and what is false. So I think if people are truly manipulative, if you ask them to explain themselves, like if they explain it, it's usually not going to make sense. Yeah. And so that's what I have. Cause I, I, after I wrote this question down, I sat on it and what I have is I hear you're saying you've been gaslit and that's not what I'm trying to do. Can you give me context in which you feel I've gaslit you? Um, mm -hmm. that's what I have. So I feel like Bri and I kind of are agreeing in the sense that like when, if you don't feel you've been gaslighting this person, but they are telling you that you have been, I think what first needs to happen is one, we need to validate them. Um, because that's just how we diffuse crazy energy to begin that, with. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean crazy as in legitimately crazy. What I mean is like in their defense mode, right? Like we need to diffuse the defense mechanism before we can even have a logical conversation. And we do that by validating, right? I hear you. I see you. I understand that you're telling me this, right? Um, and then ask for the context, context, ask for, you know, the, in the situation in which that they feel that they've been gaslit. Um, because, like Bree said, if there's no, if there's no truth to it, they're going to speak in circles. Um, so if yeah, there is, or, or, the, or they'll blow up and be like, ah, I don't have time for this. I, I don't do drama, you know, and they'll like, right. get up and walk away, yeah. you know? Yeah. They'll talk in circles. They'll make an excuse to leave the situation, but they're someone who really wants to seek resolution will be like, okay, so the reason I feel this way is because earlier today when we were talking, you said this, and this is how I interpreted it. And this is really the reality of what's going on. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so anyway, I, I wanted to open the floor for that because one, myself, I've mulled over that question a lot, but two, I think it's something that a lot of people, especially with what you're saying, like gaslighting is being, that word is being used so much nowadays, narcissism, Tra trauma, trauma, this is traumatic. And, yeah. And it's like, we need to understand what these things are are before we just start accusing, 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 because like Bree says, it just, it, it allows people who are in these situations to sit back and be really passive about their own realities when we can have more control over them. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we, we just need to, we need to be better about holding also, ourselves wanna, accountable I, and find, yeah. I want to clarify, I want to clarify something that like, um, when you mentioned validating, uh, this person who's saying like, okay, this is how this makes me feel. And this, I have a problem with this and all of these things. And you're noticing that they're already in this energy. What Alex is saying is so important. Like we need to help that person sort of uh, shift into a, a more collaborative, like conflict approach instead of like defense mode. And when she says validate, or when we say validate, we're not suggesting that you have to agree with them. Yes. Two you're not co-signing. Yeah, you're not co because I don't want I, I don't want people to misunderstand like because I think that when we say validate, I think people get confused to say like, but I don't agree with them and they're bullshit and they're full of shit and they're wrong. It's like I I that's not what I validating you if I, is. Yeah, it's not validating. That's not validating. It's validating that they have a point of view. You could disagree right. with that point of view, but they they are still a person. Um, wherever their intentions lie is yet to be determined. But like. 
being able to acknowledge that they have a point of view is going to help them uh, go from being at the top of their breath and trying to get out all of their feelings all at once, as loudly right. as they can, as quickly yeah. as they can, back down to a place that's closer to a, a settled nervous system and, and just be like, well, this is what bothered me. And, and that can only be, uh, that's, that's the only type of place that you're going to actually find clarity. Otherwise it's going to blow up exactly as it did. You're going to talk in circles and you're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, ask for context in a very loving way. Not like a, I haven't gaslit you. Give me an example. Cause that's not helpful. Not in that way. Not helpful. That's, ch that's challenging. Yeah. Um, okay. Is it time for red flag, green flag? It's so time for red flag, green flag. Hey! Mm, mm, mm. We haven't we played this in so long. I missed I know. it. Me too. Okay. What's your mm. red flag, babe? Ooh. It's lace. <laughs> lace is my red flag. My And, and I want to be specific here. It's... It, it, it does have everything to do with her, but it's more what my specific red flag is. Yeah. She, is the way that she is neglecting her own insecurities, her own wounds, yeah. wherever they come from, is going to continue to make her a shitty pick for a partner, which will continue to reinforce those negative beliefs that she has about herself and the world around her. And will continue to find her further and further away from satisfying commitment and love. She might find right. herself settling for unhealthy love to feel close right. to someone and to feel valid and chosen. But um, so if you relate to some of the things that we've talked about while we're talking about lace, I encourage you to look inward instead of outward. Um, and if you find yourself dating people and you come across people that uh, are similar to Lace. I know lots of people that are just like her. And, and I, I would encourage you to try to have empathy for them, but you don't have to make them your girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. 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 Um, my red flag goes to Kira for taking out her own, very similar to Lace, taking out her own insecurities and rejection wounds on another gal, Jill. Um, you know, because it's like in, in Kira's mind, I can assume from her perception of the situation, she feels that Jill won over Romeo by talking poorly about Kira is like, that's what it sounds like when Kira's coming up mm. and accusing Jill of these things. Like you're slut shaming me. What's your problem with me? And so she really blames Jill for the reason Romeo's not into her when really the truth is Romeo's not into you because he's not into you. Ouch. That stings. Yeah. <laughs> Sit with that. Yeah. Sit with that. Yeah. That hurts. It's allowed to hurt. But you going after other women and trying to shift blame because they ruined your relationship, which isn't true, like, that's not going to get you anywhere. You're avoiding the real issue, you know? Um, so, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's my red flag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I'm very much with you. Okay. Green flag. Who's my green flag? Um, oh, my God. You know who we didn't talk about? Who? <laughs> <laughs> who do we talk about andrew andrew and teddy who had like a full date a full-on date well we'll talk about them right now <laughs> we have a red flag green flag in interruption yeah <laughs> to bring you <laughs> the teddy the and date. andrew t yeah uh what did you think of it 
Um, Let me go to my notes. I think it was really cute. The note that I uh, had and remembered typing about Andrew is that he was so into her. He was tongue tied, which I thought was super cute. Um, Very cute. But other than that, I was like, they make out. Oh, I had more to say about the actual date than their connection. I was like a margarita hot tub in the middle of a bar. Like, gross. Gross. Yeah. Gross. so those were my notes is that he's so into her he's tongue-tied and what's up with the margarita <laughs> yeah. that was about it what? yeah Red flag margarita he was like, hot tub. yeah yeah <laughs> he was like kissing her was great and i'm like all right cool i think i will say this my perception of andrew from katie's season is that he's a little teddy bear like he's just a sweet person mm. so i think andrew's yeah. teddy bear energy with teddy might make a lot of sense we'll see what do you think uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that they were like appropriately awkward to start, yeah. and I and and I and I actually want to normalize that awkwardness because I get I think yeah. what we are more familiar with in in early romantic connections is things feeling perfect and they flow easily and and we just had banter and it was just nonstop and I I I love this example of like you can be really nervous and really kind of awkward like he was struggling yeah he was and it can still be playful and okay. I think what's actually really useful that I've been paying attention to this uh, a lot as I watch these shows is that it's okay to like name your nerves. It's okay to check in with someone and say like, how are you feeling? You know, it, it, it's not exactly a deal breaker for most of us to hear someone say, you know, I'm really nervous right now. Some of us that makes us feel like, oh my God, you're like nervous to be on a date with me. Like I make you nervous. It's kind of cute. You know, like if what you're feeling is nervous and you're anxious, I think this is a really good message for any of us that are listening to this that struggle with social anxiety and worry Mm. about saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, and just not being like a social savant is that like, you can be nervous and it's not, it's like totally fine. You can call out your nerves and be like, actually, I'm just really nervous right now. Be a little bit transparent. That's going to make your partner sort of have clarity on why you couldn't string together a full statement um, (laughs) with ease. And like, chances are it's still all good. Like, because what we ended up finding um, as they continue to hang out together is that they were so playful with each other and they had like a very similar joyful energy they they were talking about that it led to them sort of say like oh what i'm attracted to you is you're you remind me of joy and he's like and you have all of this confidence like i feel like you're this confident person and and she sort of had this reaction like oh my god i'm not i'm definitely not that confident but maybe being with him makes her feel confident because he was nervous and that made her feel reassured and so what he gets is like you're confident ass girl and there you see their like little sparks of joy just help them connect it was easy it wasn't filled with like dramatic romance it was just normal and it was nice to see that yeah i agree thank you for pointing all that out like 100 percent a lot of us have Mm -hmm. this expectation of what dates should be and it really it really comes down to like if it's the right person there's nothing you can't tell matter. Yeah. yeah. There's like, grace. There's good. grace for a lot of things. Even yeah. a good example is that when she met him and they were first talking, you know, he kicked off one of his shows, shoes to show her his like painted. Oh my God. Painted... Nasty foot. <laughs> oh my God. And his, he had like a whole ass wart on his pinky. And like, I'm not going to lie. Like for some people that would have absolutely been a deal breaker. Like, some people could not have tolerated that. 
but Teddy was already a little bit interested in him. So she sees her, she sees his like war stricken feet. She sees the wart and she's like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. You yeah. know, like you similar with not having a perfect first date. If you like each other, you're going to want to see each other again. Yeah. Um, so carry on. Yeah. Let it go. Let it sit in the energy it that it, your perfect person is going to find you someday anyway. So like, let the universe do its thing and you just sit yeah. back and enjoy your motherfucking life. Like that's the vibe. That's right. <laughs> that's so that's going to be my, that's going to be my green flag is, um, Love it. Andrew, Andrew noticing his own nerves and being vulnerable enough to take the risk and say like, Hey, I'm nervous. And like, Again, I think that that helps bring a little clarity if she was having any feelings of like, what's going on with this dude right now? Like what's, yeah. what's happening? Um, it's good clarity and, uh, it takes the mystery away and chances are, if you like each other, it's not a deal breaker. So be awkward. We For like real. it. 100. What about you? I love the awkward boys. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give Romeo my green flag because he eventually did something wonderful in that he situation got there. with Jill. He got there. It was like yellow, yellow, green, like, okay. <laughs> first, I won't lie. At first I was trying to figure out if he did, if he did want to still explore things with Kira, but finally when he mm. was like, like when he said the friendship remark, I was like, Ooh, that's still not clear enough. I was like, that's not clear enough. And then agreed. And then he was like, I want you to let me pursue Jill in peace. That's very clear and direct. This is what I want. I want Jill and I want you to let me do it in peace. Saying, Please. back the fuck off in the most courteous way yeah. he could. And so I green flag. I want to honor that. And I want to, and I also want to create space that just because someone has yellow flags doesn't mean they're not a good partner. All of us have our own yeah. shit. All of us have our own red, green, yes. and yellow flags. So what matters yes. is can we get to the green? Can we get to the green yeah. in our relationships? Yeah. Agreed. So I want to respect I like that. that. I like I that you pointed. I like that you pointed out because I think that 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 directness is really important. And sometimes Agreed. it listen. It's going to challenge our people pleasing babes. You mm. know, like for the, for those of us that have a relationship with people pleasing and that default setting, like rather it's not a default setting, it's a conditioned learned yes. response. Yes. Um, but you. <laughs> let me just correct myself for a moment. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, but, but if, if that's something that we struggle with, it's very difficult to be direct because we are so speaking from personal experience, we are so aware of other yeah. people's reactions and how they, how people may respond to something that is not news that they want. But yeah. I cannot tell you how much complications we continue to bring into our lives by being avoidant of that direct like action. Like we have yeah. to be clear. We yeah. have to say what our intentions are. They might not be the most polite thing in the world. Maybe there were ways. I'm sure that there was a way that Romeo could have done that with a lot more grace and, you know, gentlemanliness. Mm -hmm. But he said what he needed to fucking say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He got there. And it was then, yeah. like, I just want to hit home. Like, it's clear. Like, what he, he declared what he wanted from himself. 
and also the other party. And I and that's what boundary setting is. It can't be this wishy-washy like, hey, can we avoid this topic? It's like it needs to be like, look, I love you. I value our friendship. And I've noticed when we talk about politics, we end up at each other's throats. So moving forward, it would really mean a lot to me if we could avoid this topic because I value you regardless of what our political ideologies are. Like, that's a boundary. You're being very clear. You're like, I don't give a fuck about what your political stance is. Here's what I'm noticing. This is what I want. Are you down? Like, that's a boundary, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it took him a minute to get there, but he did. And yeah, I just want to say kudos. The end. We did it. I'm so glad First we week. didn't forget about that whole day. <laughs> I know. Um, guys, if you're listening and you like us, leave us a rating and review because we love the support. Um, follow us on the gram and TikTok at Ditch the Script Pod. And if you have questions you want us to answer, head to our website, ditchthescriptpod.com and submit it. Or if you want a free 30-minute sesh with both Bree and myself, then apply by visiting ditchthescriptpod.com slash podcast. And if we feel you're a good fit for the show, we'll hit you up. Um, anything else? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, sending you lots of giggles. Bye. Bring on the happy. <laughs> <laughs>